0: Perfect? Bang
1: on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead,
0: bang on it! No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder.
2: Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond. And thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of our ministry. Uh, I want to remind you to head over to our website. Again, it's patchworkheart.org, and you're going to find out some really great resources to help you grow in your faith during this difficult time. Uh, One that I want to point out to you is the Fearless Scriptural Rosary, uh, where we've paired the scriptures that say, Be Not Afraid and Fear Not, with the rosary. You can head over. It's a free PDF download. It's right on the opening page of our website. Just go to patchworkheart.org. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about ourselves, though, because I have a wonderful friend with me. Her name is Susan Tassoni. She has been a long, passionate champion for the holy souls in purgatory and is recognized as leading the worldwide purgatory movement. The award-winning author of 13 best-selling books, including Jesus Speaks to Faustina and You, Day by Day with Faustina, The St. Faustina Prayer Book for Adoration, and A Day by Day for the Holy Souls. Uh, In Purgatory, Susan makes speaking appearances throughout the country. Over a dozen cardinals and bishops worldwide have endorsed her work. She is a frequent and popular guest on national radio and television programs as well as social media. EWTN says that Susan Tassoni is the best-selling author in the history of the network. In 2013, she was featured in the groundbreaking documentary, Purgatory, the Forgotten Church, and was on the cover of Catholic Digest magazine in 2017. She continues to tirelessly work to raise donations for Masses for the Holy Souls. She holds a master's degree in religious education from Loyola (laughs) University of Chicago, and has had the honor and privilege of being granted two private audiences with St. John Paul II, who has bestowed on her a special blessing for her ministry and the Holy Souls? So, Susan, welcome to the program, and thank you so very much for being here again on Young Catholics Respond.
1: Oh, Bill, you know what? You're one of my favorite hosts, and I, you know, we've go back a long way, and you've watched uh, you've watched the the Holy Souls come out of Purgatory for many years. So, <laughs> I'm always enjoying uh, doing a show with you. Always, you're such a good host. Thank you.
2: Oh, well, thank you for being here and susan um you know i wanna I wanna chat with you obviously about this uh you know this uh, fifth book that you've written on uh saint Faustina so uh, can can you just talk with us a little bit about why you were
1: inspired to write your fifth book?
2: On That's Fantastina. always you
1: know a question I get, and you know i I don't know about other authors, but I never plan my books um you know what I'm going to do next. I, it's totally providence. Every every book that was I was put on my heart truly came from the Lord. It came out of adoration. It came out of prayer, and and the um, publishers can see that. And so last year, Bill, we did a great show on um, on day by day with Saint Faustina, and the book has sold over fifteen thousand copies. It's yeah. it's just doing extraordinarily well. Um, and while I did it last year in the middle of it, I realized that, you know, I was including the revelations of Faustina, how she lived, her advice, um, uh, how she uh, sacrificed, you know, how she worked with the nuns, what it was like um, in, in her daily life, and directives that were given to her from Jesus in conversations with Jesus, of course, and I realized, oh my gosh, that Jesus was speaking to her, of course, throughout the whole diary, and I thought, how am I going to get Jesus in this book? And I knew immediately Jesus was telling me something. He wanted a separate book, just with his words and his directives and his blueprint that he gave to Faustina and us. So that's how it evolved, right in the middle of me working on Day by Day with St. Faustina. Jesus speaks to Faustina, and you came from that Moment when I knew i couldn 't write an encyclopedia that he wanted something separate just with his words, and that 's what this is to what we have now. Jesus speaks to Faustina and you that came out in that came out in March. in fact, you can go on ewtn live youtube and you 'll see a show that um, I did with Father Mitch Paqua um, that would have already aired by now um, it's It will have aired yeah it will have aired uh, by, by the time we you know, after you hear the show, you can go on and you'll see an in-depth review of the book with Father Mitchie W. Ken live on on YouTube.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, <laughs> and you know, Susan, the uh, the the book really feels like it's for these times, right? It's for these times we need Jesus to speak to us during during these times. And and uh, one of the interesting things that. Uh, I'd like to know, especially uh, for these times, is how does Jesus define mercy, and and how does it apply to us? Because you know what we're seeing in the world right now, um, we we need uh, authentic mercy. So how does Jesus
1: define that? Uh, and That's a it... great question because how does he? Jesus is speaking to us through COVID, and he's speaking through us through the unrest in in our in our country. Um, that, so the divine mercy message is the same as it was in say, Faustina's time, which the same things were happening. So it, as you said, it applies to us now more than ever because Jesus wants to remind, was reminding Faustina and us of his mercy and, and his love. And he told Faustina that his greatest attributes, just to actually to meditate on his greatest attributes, and the you know the number one greatest attribute was his mercy. And so how does that translate for us today? It means this bill to be merciful to yourself. And to others, and to exercise mercy, and to forgive yourself and others, and share disagreements without becoming disagreeable, and turn to divine mercy uh, for advice and comfort. And one in the book, Bill, I have a, a perfect example of mercy. And and so the book is laid out with all his words, everything that he said, and then a reflection on it. And so this this was. Uh, uh, of uh, this this passage, he, I'm going to share with you. Um, he said that um, that when he was dying on the cross, he said, "I was not thinking about myself, but about poor sinners, and I prayed for them to my Father." And he wants our moments to be like that, especially um, you know the moments at the hour of our death. But but the moments daily is to you know to be to be merciful to pray for those that persecute you and the reflection we have was about Napoleon and when Napoleon was sentencing a man to death and the man's mother pleaded for her son's life and Napoleon insisted that the crimes gravity demanded her son's life in justice and so she was sobbing and she said she was sir, I don't seek justice but mercy and he said he's undeserving of mercy and she argued if he deserved it it would not be mercy. So with that, Napoleon's heart opened, and he said, I will have mercy. Now, if we want God's mercy, then we need to show mercy. Whenever we can be merciful to someone, we ought to show that person the same mercy that we desire from God at, at our life's last moment. And there was a, one other thing we added to the reflection about a Christian woman, and she was dying, and, and, and they asked her, are you going to receive your reward? And with tears filling her eyes, she said... No, I'm going to plead for mercy. And that line really jumped out at me because if you watch EWTN, Father Groschel had a um, wonderful show, Sunday Night Prime. And many times I've been, I was on the, sh- on the show, well, I was on the show with Father Apostoli, who took his place, but Father Groschel would always say that when he stands before the throne of God, he is going to ask for mercy. So I, we thought that was a great example of what mercy looks like.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That is that is certainly uh, you know so important, especially again for for these times. Um, I, I I also wanted to you know talk with you a little bit more about uh, what what Jesus wants us to know for these times, right? I mean, you know, Jesus is uh, with us always, uh, and he he isn't going anywhere. He's made that promise to us. So, what does he want us to know uh, as we go through these these times? These times, so. So
1: this book um, really is—it's um, a blueprint. It's directives that he gave to Faustina and us. So first and foremost, Bill, and it just overwhelmed me. Um, he wants us to know that he loves you, um, and that he created you. And this is all—these are all his words throughout the book—that he suffered for you, and he died for you. That you are what he calls—and these are his exact words—his beloved, and he, and he doesn't want you to be afraid. You have a mission to fulfill, he says, and he says to do the will of God in all things because at the hour of your death, you will have peace if you do the will of God. And doing the will of God actually is, is the shortest road to sanctity. Every major saint or every saint, period, you know, how did they become holy? They did, the, they did God's will in the present moment. He wants us to go to confession. He wants us to convert He wants us to say the chaplet. He wants us to receive Holy Communion as frequently as possible. He wants us to adore Him. He wants us to pray and sacrifice for the conversion of sinners. And He wants us to pray and intercede um, for our families. So those are the things He wants us to know. And then throughout the diary, we, we take out, you know, the quotes were where he says, you know, he says these things. And, you know, Bill, what surprised me most, um, you know, because I've been working on this diary for about five years, um, there were a couple of messages that he was reiterating and repeating over and over again. And one was, again, his love for us um, and that he, in fact, we have an example of his a conversation that Faustina had with him, and in the con- after she received communion, uh, she was thinking of him and she was telling Jesus that. And he says to her, Well, I was thinking of you. And she said, Well, what were you thinking about? He says, I was thinking about how I created you to be with me for all eternity. And he was looking forward to having you with him, her with him, us with him for all eternity. You know, he could have picked out, Bill, um, anybody, um, he could have picked out a billion souls. Um, to be born. But he picked out you, Bill. He picked out all the listeners. He picked out each and every one of us. And, and the fact of the matter is is that he doesn't need us, Bill. He's self-sufficient. But because we're made in his image and likeness, we have a spark of him in us, and he can't live without us. So he never had to create us. There was a billions of possible souls that God, God saw but he created you that, you know, these souls could have been holier, Bill. They could have been smarter. They could have been far more interesting. But he didn't create them. There was something about you that attracted him to you that drew him to create you. And I love what St. Catherine of Siena said uh, in her dialogues. You absolutely do not need us but you act as if you can't get along without us. He loves us more than anybody else, and he loves us more than anybody can. And he thinks about us day and night waiting to admit us. To his eternal glory, so that was one of the things that he wants us to know. He wants us to know um, to receive him uh, you know, and if we can 't during these times, we have the spiritual communion, but it 's the bread of the strong that that you know Faustina calls it it 's the summit of our faith is the Eucharist. Um, he, he says that, you know, um, he talks about the abyss of his mercy, Bill. Um, he said, look into the abyss of my mercy and give praise and glory to this mercy. So, Bill, you know, I looked up the word abyss and I did some research, and did you know that there really is an abyss here on Earth? It's part of the ocean, and it's usually called the abyssal zone, and it ranges from about 9,800 to 19,000 feet below the surface, and no one has ever explored its depth. So the word abyss means bottomless, so it's a good name for that area. Well, abyss is what our Lord uses. He says, look into the abyss of my mercy, and that is bottomless. So we have to remember that the next time we're fearful that our sins might be too great to be forgiven, no one has yet reached the bottom of God's mercy, and you're not going to be the first one. So it's his love, it's it, it, the love I have every, at the end of every single month, Bill, if you go to the, at the end of every month in this book, you're going to, you're going to read about his love for you, his great love for you, and then his mercy is an abyss, and he also repeats and reiterated, and I can't tell you how many times, I would say alongside the rosary is the chaplet. He 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 just constantly um, tells us to pray the chaplet, especially for the dying, um... In fact, Bill, and again, it's in the book, there's a passage in the diary, and all the five years, Bill, that I've worked and poured over this diary, did I not, I never saw this passage. And of course, thank goodness, because he put blinders on me, so I stayed focused on the Adoration book and the Conversion book and the Holy Souls book, and then I did this book, and he, it, it, there was this passage where Faustina was very upset, and she said, you know, um, she said, I need to talk to you you know, because I, I I've got to share with you what's on my heart, and he said, okay, tell me what's on your heart, and she started to enumerate the pains of her heart on how concerned she was for all mankind, that they don't know Jesus, and that those that do know him don't love him like he's deserved to be loved, and she sees how many people offend him, and how The faithful, especially the faithful, are oppressed and persecuted. Doesn't that sound familiar? And she said she saw many souls rushing into the abyss of hell. And she said, you know, all of this gnaws at my heart, even though you show me special love, she said, and you inundate me with your joys. And she has these beautiful, you know, um, ecstasies. She said, it doesn't appease the suffering that I've mentioned to you. Um, and she says, I just experienced it even the more acutely. She says, I really desire that mankind turn to you and trust in your mercy. And then, so he was listening to her with the, with great gravity, as if he never heard this before. And you know what he said to her, Bill? He said this, my daughter, those words of your heart are pleasing to me. And by saying the chaplet, you are bringing humankind closer to me. That's how powerful the chaplet is, Bill. So he He's trying to tell us that he loves us. He's trying to tell us that he wants us to go to confession um, and to pray the chaplet. Uh, he, he's trying to tell us, don't be afraid. Uh, we have, you know, a, a passage where he says, don't be afraid. And it's, he says that many times in the diary. He said, you know, that, um, it, so we talk, about, we talk about, ab- about that. And one of the lines in our reflection is, is if you're tired of letting fear win, don't feed your fear, feed your faith and your fears will starve to death. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, those are those are some of the things um, that were special to him, were the apple of his eye, and were precious to him. Uh, that's on and on and on. He talks about that, and he, he talks about how he delights in us. And, you know, I used to hear that all the time. Well, I mean, used to. I mean, we hear that in Scripture, how he delights in us and how he delighted in David. And I thought, you know what, there must be something more to that and then what, in my mind, thinks, oh, he's smiling and he's happy. Well, it, there was. I, I talked with a priest friend of mine, and why did he delight in David? He delighted, you know, because David said, you know, he delivered me because he delighted in me. Well, this is the explanation that this great priest gave me. The, the, the Lord is, and this is in my reflection. The Lord is seeking in our hearts a true love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith, and that's in Timothy. When we try to reflect God's love, His mercy, and righteousness, He delights in us. He loves a heart that is striving to follow Him, just like David. So that's really what that means when God delights in us, is because we're doing His will, we're being sincere, we're being righteous, we're being merciful, and that's what that's what delight you know how he delights in us
2: so beautiful susan uh, it is awesome to talk with you uh as always and uh we're talking with susan to for uh our listeners and uh she is uh a world-renowned uh, author and uh and just incredible person uh who has dedicated her life to work with the uh holy souls in purgatory uh and Uh, We have to take a short break here on Young Catholics Respond, but when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation uh, with you, Susan. So everybody stay tuned here on Young Catholics Respond. I'll be right back after these messages.
0: Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147, or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org.
2: Hi, everybody. Bill Snyder here just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. Your heart is always beating, but you never have to think about it.
0: Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. We're talking with Susan Tassoni. She is uh, an incredible author and speaker and uh, an amazing, amazing woman who has an incredible ministry uh, centered around the uh, holy souls and purgatory. Uh, there, is, there is no greater champion than uh, Susan Tassoni in the world. Uh, than, than than her when it comes to the holy souls in purgatory. But we're talking about uh, her her wonderful book uh, right now. Uh, Jesus speaks to Faustina and you, uh, which is a wonderful uh, brand new book or, or, or newish book, I should say, that's out. Um, and uh, Susan. I wanted to pick up our conversation uh, with talking about spiritual warfare, and uh, it's a topic that we uh, hear a lot about in Catholic circles uh, in 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 the world today. And uh, what does Jesus have to teach us um, about spiritual warfare during during these times?
1: Oh, absolutely! He gave he gave Faustina uh, and us uh, more than a dozen directives uh, on how to protect ourselves from the attacks of the enemy, and here are a few. First of all, he said. Um, you know, don't be discouraged," but he said. Uh, "When boredom and discouragement beat against your heart, run away from yourself and hide in my heart." And then we have this great story about the um, the devil that he had a garage sale, and one of the tools that wasn't for sale was discouragement. Uh, and because he said that he can pry hearts open, so if you're discouraged and you're, you know, it can paralyze us, but you can overcome it um, by not ignoring the suffering. When you practice charity, when you get out of yourself. Um, that can, you know, no matter how big this, that feeling is, it can evict the enemy of discouragement. He says, shun murmurs like the plague. You know, that means gossip. Stop murmuring. Stop complaining. Because um, he, I pointed out that the Israelites murmured. Um, they murmured against Moses. And he even said to them, your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Murmuring steals your joy out of your hearts. And the remedy is be joyful, be thankful. As John as uh, Saint. Paul wrote, you know, pray constantly give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God. In Christ Jesus, um, don't examine, don't go down roads with curiosity. That don't go down different roads. You know, we're going to have roads that are smooth, and we're going to have winding paths, and we're going to have bumps on the road. But God wants us to put our hand in His with total trust, because the soul that's consumed with curiosity can, you know, wants to manipulate and dominate. So He doesn't want us to do that. He says, don't pour out your feelings. Um, there's a there's a dieter's motto a moment on the hip, lips is a lifetime on the hips it, well you know you know it, 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 we're, we're not about reality shows and you know the chatter that goes on back and forth, you know talking and it, you know you, saying things that you might regret what what we said you know our response to Jesus was not pouring out your feelings is where do you pour out your feelings? the sacrament of confession, and under that sacramental seal, you can safely pour out everything you need to say. And under that sacrament, you know, we're healed, okay? And, and that was a big thing he, he said to us. Don't put off confession because it, 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 it displeases him. And if you're nervous about confession, um, you know, um, there was a cute story we put in there about a guy standing in line in confession, and the guy in front of him or behind him saw that he was nervous. And he, you know, he said a prayer for him, and he said to him, hey, don't get nervous. The devil's the one that should be nervous. Um, but it, he constantly stred, stressed the fact that it 's the fountain of mercy it 's the miracle of miracles you know It, it sounds easy, but it it 's all it takes is you know you to go in there and him to to take every sin off your soul, acknowledge your failures, and don 't be ashamed or embarrassed because they 've heard everything it 's not a punishment it 's a grace and to be humble and to trust the Lord because the confession also gives you strength. Um, to to fight off those behaviors, uh, um, uh, those bad habits that we have. So there's a lot of other grace that we're not aware of when we go to confession. He says, don't neglect interior mortifications, meaning, you know, um, if you get irritated, you know, try to, you know, um, know, try to, you know, put a a zip on your lip, you know, Um, try to not get angered so quickly, um, you know, uh, so... So see that as an opportunity, as a sanctification. So choke back the words of anger and let the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, bring forth the fruits of patience and suffering, or uh, not suffering, but patience and charity. Um, so in fact, uh, St. Francis de Sales says, believe me that the mortification of the senses and seeing, hearing, and speaking is worth much more than wearing chains or, or uh, a haircloth." And he says, you know, do, he says, do God's will and you will not be judged. When you do the will of God um, uh, and in yourself to His will, you'll have no fears on the day of judgment. Only peace. So those are some of the things that he that he shared.
2: Mm. That's so that's so beautiful. Uh, you know, and and listeners, uh, one of the things about our episodes with Susan is that there is so much packed in here that if you're listening to this on the radio. Uh, I encourage you to go back into our podcast feed and listen to this episode again, because Susan, you pour your heart out in these books and in these interviews so very much uh, that that there's so many things to encounter during this interview. Uh, and so much amazing wisdom and advice. So please, uh, I implore you, even for myself, who's listening to Susan and uh, recording this, I have to go back and listen to it again and again because uh, there's so much wisdom uh, from, from your research and from your writing uh, that is so rich uh so so They're thank all, you it's all in the books
1: and more actually i know
2: i know <laughs> which is the reason why i'm saying people go and get the books uh and get all of her books but but uh but the one we're talking about today of the course.
1: diaries the two books on the diaries are, are fantastic yeah,
2: they really are uh susan i want to ask that last question in, in the in the few minutes that i have left i have got about two minutes talk to us about uh the families talk to us about but, the encouragement yeah. of the families
1: what did Jesus say about families? Um, he said, you know, it was so funny when I was writing the book, he said to Faustina one time, stay home. That's what he told her, stay home. Uh, he also, you know, um, he said that um, it, well. the families were jam-packed, although now we have the time to stay home. Um, it, 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 you know, uh, I like what Pope Benedict, I quoted Pope Benedict. He said, the family is the little church because it transmits God. It transmits a transmit the love of christ by the power of the sacrament of mat- matrimony and make the little church of your home a place of love and prayer he also said um, to Faustina that he was very happy she was she felt guilty because she was with her family and they were talking and she was enjoying them herself and she felt bad that she didn't spend some time with him and he said no he said i'm very pleased that you weren't talking with me because you were making my goodness known to the soul's and you are rousing them to love me. Um, so so make, you know, share, you know, share with your family, share your faith and also forgive because families are strengthened when we forgive one another. It doesn't mean we put up with each other's nonsense. We can be firm. And the goal is not to be hurtful. Um, so it's important for spouses to pray together with their children because it creates a spiritual bond in their marriage and in the family. Yes, we have all these activities, but it's also good, as Jesus said to her, it's good to stay home, too, and we definitely had have the opportunity to do that. And, you know, um, and to remember about the, the, the children, um, you know, I dedicated the book to the children um, because I found out there's two groups of souls that uphold the world and hold back his justice, and the two groups were the consecrated priest and religious um, and the other group was the children. Um, she said to our Lord, you know, um, she was praying to for him about Poland, and she said, you know, for the sake of the children and their hunger and their cold, you know, please, you know, spare Poland. And he said to her, know that is it is they who uphold the world. Um, so, and, and it's their tears of these little ones that uphold the world, that children suffering do not go in vain. It, um, there's a whole... Uh, Oh, there's. Uh, I, I think it's in the. It's in my book. I, uh, uh, Pope John, Saint John Paul wrote about the suffering of children and and, and what the, their sufferings do for the world. So nothing is ever in vain. We even did something about um, tears. You know, the tears and that there's different kinds of tears when we cry. Um, you know, when we cry tears of joy, uh, scientists had magnified what those tears look like and they look like beautiful beautiful field And when we cry tears of um, sadness they look very ragged edges. Even the tears of our own eyes uh, have have meaning to God, and no tear is, you know, gone, you know, is never ignored. Those tears are being collected in heaven, and will be everything will be turned into joy at the end.
2: So amazing. Susan, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom, uh, uh, as always, and can't wait to have you back on as you continue to Uh, pour out your heart through these amazing amazing books so thank you so much uh, for your time today god
1: bless you bill and thank you for sharing it with you know with the with these younger generation that's coming after us i'm passing the baton on to you guys so you can take it forward to your children and your your grandchildren thank you very much you do a great job bill absolutely excellent one of my favorites
2: Amen, Susan. Likewise. Well, folks, until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart.
0: You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.